are listening to the Christian Bookworm Podcast, and I'm your host, Sarah. I show up every week to talk to you about all things bookish and to tell you about one fiction, one nonfiction, and one children's book selection written by and for Christians. I love reading good books, and I love helping you find good books too. Let's dive in. This is episode three. Happy November, bookworms. November is always one of my favorite months. It's a good month. I love fall and I love winter. So I think October, November, December are all good months. November's like the sweet spot. We're right in the middle. We get the best of both worlds. Lots of cozy in November. And cozy is my jam. Cozy is my life aesthetic. So it just works out great. Works in my favor. We have a lot of fun family activities that we tend to do in the fall coming up. So that'll be really nice. We will be celebrating my littlest baby's third birthday, which is a little emotional for me as the mama, but it's very exciting, of course. It'll be nice to celebrate her. We will celebrate Thanksgiving. It is NaNoWriMo, National Novel Writing Month. You might recall very young, very green Sarah telling you in the first episode that she was excited to give it a try. Nope. It's November 2nd. I currently have zero words written, and I'm very committed to continuing that streak. This is not my year. I don't know why I even thought I could... I don't know why. I I can't handle that this year. There comes a point when you have to accept what you... You have to accept your limitations, and that's a limitation for me this year. It's not going to happen, and I'm okay with it. I'm fully okay with it, but I will still be jeering you on if you chose to sign up. I do have a sad day in November. I have a grief day. I have a cousin who is very dear to me who passed away a few years ago, and her birthday is in November, so... I think about her all the time. I have memories and thoughts pop up all the time. And normally they make me feel very happy. But in the last couple of days, they have been making me feel a little sad. So I have a feeling I have a sad day coming up. I wasn't sure how it would go this year because it's not so new. I mean, the first year was horrible and debilitating. And I just wasn't totally sure. Um, I wasn't sure what to expect this year, but I think the thing that I have learned is you just have to roll with it and let grief take you where it's going to take you and teach you what lessons it needs to teach you and you just have to go with it because the more you try to fight grief, the more you try to control it, the more it controls you. So I just have to let go and let it take me where it's going to take me and then I can enjoy the rest of my month. And it will be a good month. November also tends to be a good reading month for me. Not necessarily in quantity. Because we have Thanksgiving and we have a birthday. And we tend to have all these activities. And normally I'm doing NaNoWriMo. Most years, not every year. But the books that I read in November tend to be good books. And I don't don't really know why that is. But I am recording this on the eve of the election. (laughs) So... If I'm extra chatty and if I sound a little off tonight, that would be why. I think I am low-level panicking. Maybe not even low-level. I, th- I mean, I can- I'm pretty sure I'm very, very anxious and afraid right now. Normally, I think I'm very in tune with my emotions. 
for an Enneagram 9. At least, like, the literature tells me that Enneagram 9s are, they tend to be unaware and unaffected, and that doesn't usually sound like me. But today, that sounds exactly like me. I, it's coming. I know, I know I'm feeling some things that I'm choosing. I've activated my Enneagram 9 superpower, okay, and I have chosen not to access whatever's going on in there right now. I had a lot going on this weekend. I had a lot going on today. I had a lot going on tonight. And now I'm recording this podcast. So I just need to get through this, and then I will go home, and I will put on my fuzzy socks, and I will get in my bed, and I will panic for a little bit. Just a little bit. And then I will take a deep breath. And I will remind myself that God is good all the time, even when the fear of the unknown is crippling. God is still good all the time. And it's going to be okay. That was for me, but if you needed it, you can have it too. But you are here to talk about books, and so am I. So let's do that instead. Let's move on. I'm going to tell you this week about Little Free Libraries. And three 2020 releases that I have really enjoyed. I want to tell you about a suspense thriller perfect for fans of The Born Identity. A poetry book that will inspire and encourage you on whatever journey you are on. And a middle grade fiction I cannot wait to read aloud to my kids. Before we get started, I just wanted to give the friendly reminder that you can find the links to all the books we talk about and anything else we talk about today in the show notes. That page is www.authorskbell.com slash p slash show notes dot html. Let's talk about Little Free Library. If you haven't heard of these yet, you are in for a real treat. These are book exchange boxes. They look a lot like giant birdhouses that are filled with books instead of birds. And you often find them on people's lawns. Um, I have seen some on the edges of parks and church parking lots, um, grocery store and bank and office parking lots. But for the most part, the main place I see them is on people's front lawns. Sometimes you will just find these driving around town. And they are not always a part of the Little Free Library program. But the easiest way to for sure find one is to just go to the Little Free Library website, click on the map, put in the zip code of where you live or where you plan to be, and just see what pops up. And anyone that is actually registered on their site will pop up, click on it, there's the address, head over and see what they have. So their website is just littlefreelibrary.org. And you can see on there that they are a nonprofit organization that inspires a love of reading, builds community, and sparks creativity by fostering neighborhood book exchanges around the world. My family loves these. I would say that probably like 60% of the ones we visit, we end up picking out a book. So I tend to just keep a box of books in my cars specifically for this purpose. We know where our favorites are, and fairly frequently we end up finding one by mistake just by going on a new errand or driving in a new place, and we say, hey, look, a book box, and we go check it out. I like to remind people to use etiquette with these. It is an honor system, so please don't just go take a bunch of books and not put any 
back or take these ones back. Um, but also when you do an exchange, try to bring decent quality books. There have been so many times that I had um, great books to offer and I've turned in almost brand new books, new releases that I was sent by these publishers who send me books to review on the on my blog. And the next time I go back to the box, not only are the ones I put in gone, but any other decent quality book is gone and all that's left is a bunch of old paperbacks with yellowed pages that were pretty obviously found in somebody's grandma's attic when they were cleaning it out. So that is one thing. Please try to have etiquette and be aware that not everyone does. But still, these are really fun. Great way to um, help support literacy in your area and just to find new books. If you're interested in the subject in general, we actually read a picture book on the subject that we really liked, and that is Little Library's Big Heroes by Miranda Paul, and these are illustrated by John Para. Our fiction pick this week is a suspense thriller, so for all you action and thriller fans out there, listen up. This one is Nine by Rochelle Decker. That name might sound familiar because she is the daughter of Ted Decker. This is a 2020 release by Ravel, and they did send me a free copy to review on my blog. And that's kind of hard to do. It's hard to review this one without giving away spoilers. So I will do my best. Um, <laughs> we have two main characters, really. We have a teenager named Lucy who has no memories and has some very strange abilities. And then we have a young woman in her early 20s named Zoe. And Zoe has a past of her own, which is why she is so willing to help Lucy as they are on the run from government agents. This one is really clever, it's engaging, it is thrilling, and if I'm being completely honest, it was a little bit too much for me at the end because I'm a very sensitive reader. Um, when I was younger, this would have been one of my favorite kinds of books. These days, I still really liked it, but I did find myself having to pull the book back in because I was actually pushing it further and further away from my face as I was reading in the whole last probably 75 pages. More sensitive readers, beware. But if you're not too sensitive, if you love suspense thrillers, if you like the Jason Bourne movies, if you like conspiracy theories, police procedurals, anything about government agencies, this might be one for you to check out. Nine by Rochelle Decker. Our nonfiction pick this week is one that surprised me a lot. I didn't expect to like a poetry book, but I loved this one. This is All Along You Were Blooming by Morgan Harper Nichols also a 2020 release from Zondervan. Morgan Harper Nichols is a Christian musician, and she is also an Instagram poet, and that is how I found her work. She writes these verses that are kind of meant for everyone. Um, sometimes they're perfect for if you're grieving, if you're suffering any other kind of loss, I think in 2020, everyone's suffering some kinds of loss, um, loss of 
job or loss of routine or in general. Um, sometimes maybe you're, you're battling a bad habit or you're stuck in a relationship you know isn't good for you anymore. Maybe you're um, fighting an illness. Whatever it is that you are working through in your journey, she has got your back. There is something for everyone. I borrowed this book from my library and I read basically a poem each morning. Some mornings I read more than one just so I wouldn't have to turn it in unfinished. But I absolutely love this one and it's on my list. I am absolutely buying a copy for myself um, because I plan to reread it. I love the idea of being able to read a poem every morning but also being able to just pick it up and flip through it when I'm working through something or dealing with something tough. And I really want my kids to read it when they're teenagers. Um, even if poetry is not your thing, definitely give this one a try because I really do feel like it's universal. She's really good at what she does. And I really love her heart and her message for just encouraging and inspiring people and recognizing that not every minute of every day is perfectly joyful and that she can be a light in that time anyway. So again, that one is All Along You Were Blooming by Morgan Harper Nichols. Our children's book pick this week is a middle grade fiction that I found myself thinking about while I was doing dishes and while I was making meals and any time that I couldn't be reading it. And this one was The Edge of Ever by A.S. Mackey. This was one of my favorite books this year so far and I just can't recommend it enough. It's a 2020 release by B&H and they did send me a free copy to review on my blog. And I, I have trouble deciding what to call it. It's not a fantasy but it kind of has a fantasy feel. So if you are a parent who has a child who really wants to read fantasy and you're not really comfortable with that, this might be a great compromise. Um, another idea is maybe magical realism, but that doesn't quite feel, that feels a little closer to what you'd call it, which is where it's a more realistic story with like one slightly magical element, but I'm hesitant to use that term because I know the word magical is going to be off-putting to some of you. I just want to encourage you to pick it up and give it a try. How about that? This is told from the perspective of a book on a shelf, watching some things unfold. The main character is Piper, who is a 13-year-old girl who, along with her little brother Phoenix, has just been uprooted and sent to live with an aunt they hardly know. They are navigating this new life together, um, and, and during this time, Piper is asking some hard questions and examining her faith. Um, eventually through this book. Um, I love a lot of things about this story. So for one thing, I really love the deep bond between Piper and Phoenix. It feels very loving and very real. Um, I get very irritated very easily by books that have siblings who are always fighting and bickering and rolling their eyes at each other. We don't have any of that, but at the same time, it doesn't feel too cheesy. They don't run around saying, hey, bro, hey, sis. It's just, it feels, it feels genuine and real, and I really love that. Um, Phoenix 
also is um, nonverbal and autistic. I worked in the special needs community for a few years and I volunteered in it for a few years and my mom worked in it when I was really young. So it's been a part of my life for a decently long time. And it can be a little damaging in my opinion to see the same stereotypes played out again and again. Um, we tend to see anyone who is autistic or has Asperger's tend, I'm sorry, Asperger's tends to um, speak like kind of robotically and be completely detached and of course that can be the case but it is just not always the way autism presents and I've worked with many autistic kids who are very loving and very sentimental and some are very physically affectionate and it's just there's a broad range of um, presentations. I think it is just not helpful to present an entire population of people in a tiny little box and show them all as one thing. And I really love that Phoenix does not fit that typical bill. He gives a great example that to me felt very realistic. I feel like I've worked with and met so many kids who Phoenix was a great, I don't know, amalgamation of. So coming from that perspective, I really liked that about Phoenix. I also love the writing itself. I love the way it feels so fun and so whimsical. And again, I hesitate to say it, but magical. It just feels, I mean, it's, it, this book feels like the type of book that people are going to grow up or kids are going to grow up and say, oh, that was one of my favorite books. Something like Anne of Green Gables, Chronicles of Narnia, some of these books that just like you get sucked into the story and there's just something about them and they're, they become a part of you. I really genuinely feel that this is one of those books. I also really love that these kids have healthy relationships with kind adults who support and encourage them and who offer them wise counsel. I don't think we see a whole lot of that in children's books these days. And I loved that we saw that, but again, it wasn't cheesy. It wasn't overdone. It was, it was perfect. This was a five-star read for me. My son is only seven, so he's a little bit too young. Even as a read aloud, I think there's a lot of really great, beautiful messages in this book that he wouldn't quite pick up just yet but I just want to read it to him so bad that I'm going to make myself wait just a little bit longer. That is today's show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support and encouragement. If you have a minute and would like to help support the podcast, please shout us out to your friends, share us on social media. Please take a moment to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Please also don't hesitate to connect with me online. You can find me at my website at www.authorskbell.com. You can find me at facebook.com slash authorskbell and on Instagram and Twitter as authorskbell. Don't forget that I pray for you every week. And don't forget that God is good all the time even when the fear of the unknowns is crippling. It is still going to be a good week. It is still going to be a good rest of this year. 
2021 is going to be great too. No matter what happens, God is good. He will not leave us. He is with us. He loves us. And if God is for us, who can be against us? I hope you have a great day. And I hope that at some point involves you curling up with a good book. See you next time. Thank you.